and welcome to the new podcast, A Sailor and a Philosopher Walk Into a Bar. Here we've got Louise and Bieta. We've been friends since middle school. And in this podcast, we get together and we just talk about all the crazy things that are happening in the world and all the bizarre ways that despite our very different career paths, uh, we have kind of ended up on similar tracks today. Enjoy. So, how's how, how are you? I know the country is a mess, but how are you? Um, you know, the room that I'm in is also a mess because uh, Catherine's been spending time here on the computer, and she's about to be banned from here because oh my god, <laughs> there's like construction paper everywhere and like candy wrappers that she knows she's not supposed to have in here and like I'm just, I don't know. Um, so I still feel like trash, but I'm starting to realize that maybe like all these things that I've been feeling, like I've felt them separately before as like various anxiety symptoms and maybe maybe now they're all just coming together like one big family and um <laughs> you know like pushing into my chest because it feels like I have a hard time breathing but it's not shortness of breath like a covid symptom it's like <laughs> it just feels like i don't know something sitting on my chest but i can still breathe you know like i don't i don't know yeah. i don't know how to describe it I mean, I, it sounds like anxiety. It does. It does. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and I've gotten my eyes checked uh, twice now. And like once was like an optometrist and once was an ophthalmologist. And both times they said my eyes were beautiful, but, you know, not in a weird flirty way. <laughs> like <laughs> like in a, all of the other patients would be jealous of you way. <laughs> Interesting. So. You know, so there's there's nothing wrong with my my lens or my optic nerve or anything. So, you know, I I have experienced the, like the dimness of my eyes with like a depressive episode. So maybe that's all this is. Maybe maybe I've just been stuck in one long like months long depressive episode, and it's just like this is life now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it could be you've just been in it so long that. <laughs> Maybe what's happening is it's starting to get better so that parts of it feel good and you're able to notice the parts that are still lagging in the getting better part. Maybe that might be it. Because like I said, I was feeling like emotionally speaking, I've been better. Like my mood has been better. So I don't really, uh, I don't know. Like I'm trying to figure out if it's possible to to, to feel, you know, depression symptoms without feeling the depression emotion. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. but, yeah, I mean, I don't know what, like, the nature of, like, I'm, I'm less familiar with depression because I haven't personally experienced it mm -hmm. for any meaningful period of time. I'm more familiar with PTSD. Mm -hmm. But there are some general principles about like your body holds on to the stuff that you don't process. Mm -hmm. And like like that's that's part of what's happening with PTSD, right? Like you your body, maybe not at random, but through certain prompts, um, starts to re-engage some of those bits that you kind of hadn't let go of. So, I mean, it's conceivable to me that like 
part of your your being is still working through some of those things while another part of your being is able to exit that space yeah that makes sense but yeah i mean it could like we're getting we're getting older and i feel That's like the other thing why are we old <laughs> this sucks it happened very quickly <laughs> everything sucks <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know man i have to sit with a pillow now in my chair because my back <laughs> hates my guts <laughs> Oh, that's fun. Can we just get in a time machine already? Like, I don't like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to get better, so we have that to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, I've had, um, I kind of, like, come to grips a little bit with some of my PTSD symptoms when, like, there was a brief period where I lived with my father and my now ex-husband, and uh, that was possibly probably i mean it's hard to say i've had a lot of weird periods of my life that were bad that's got to be in like the top three worst periods oh of my life um but i got kind of used to like how my body functioned in that space given my mental health and everything mm -hmm. and so i was like okay like i know what it's like to have a panic attack and i know what it's like to have anxiety and i know you know like i know what suicidal ideation is and like i know what those things are um but like, it turns out now that I'm in a really different environment, occasionally um, elements of those things, so like panic attacks, will still kind of crop up. But now they look very different than what they did back in the day. <laughs> so, it's like harder to recognize the thing for what it is because I, you know, my life has improved. A lot of things have gotten a lot calmer and more manageable. But I still kind of have these tendencies to to do this stuff. So when it does come up, it comes up like in really, I don't know, like like my panic attacks in the past were like, you know, breathing really heavy. Like mm -hmm. I would I would repeat words a lot. Um, like I would engage in a lot of kind of repetitive behaviors when I was having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And now I'm mo like I'm much more likely to kind of freeze and like. Like you're like stuck on the couch and you can't get up, but you're not like depression on the couch. You're like, you're like really high energy, but stuck on the couch. Like you can't go anywhere. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> and like the, I mean, in some ways the couch one is better, but in some ways it's worse because it will go on for a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's a little bit harder to catch because when I'm feeling good, I also sometimes lay on the couch. Right. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, that's all just to say, like, maybe some of the things you're experiencing is just the nature of how your mental health and your body, like, work together is changing because your environment's changing, mm -hmm. and it, it might look different than it, than it has in the past. Yeah. Well, I don't like this environment. <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Uh, we, I was we were like watching the news tonight and um like <laughs> <laughs> there's so many things happening but uh the one I was lamenting the most was like they were shooting some footage of Europeans going out for their last meal because they're about to go into another like serious lockdown yeah. in a lot of Europe yeah yeah I, and, I think I heard about that 
just like watching these Europeans like walk out of a pub. And I think it was just like stock footage. Like no one was wearing masks. It was probably old. And I was like, I hate them. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been to a restaurant in so long. And right now our local hospitals are like fully maxed out. We've started sending people to other hospitals because we don't have the capacity to take anyone right now. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'm just never, ever, ever going to be in a restaurant again at the rate we're going. (laughs) Yay. Yay. Sounds great. So, yeah. should we talk about, like, America or something? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I guess that is the current event, right? Like, the the America. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. What, what is there to say? <laughs> um, I mean, I enjoyed on the news tonight, like, uh, we don't have cable, so we watch, like, local news, and then there's, like, a half hour of national news mm-hmm. um i think we watch like abc uh, my my partner's family has some connections to abc like they worked for abc so he likes watching their stuff yeah um but they like cut off the president as he started to make exceedingly more false claims <laughs> about fraud like they like they literally cut him off like in the middle of a sentence and the guy was like yeah so there's a lot of real-time fact checking that has to go on but let's go talk to this other guy who doesn't even know what the president's saying right now that'd be great (laughs) (laughs) i was like excellent we are now the the mainstream media is becoming like twitter and it's just like nope this is false move along nothing to see here (laughs) Um, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty big freaking nightmare. Unclear how big the nightmare is going to get at this point. Yeah. My cousin just posted this thing where he was like, um, he posted like stats of the president if he was a video game character and he was saying about something about how if he was a video game character is lying attribute would be completely out of balance it says like strength six endurance four luck 75 compassion negative nine lying 678 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean interest it's interesting to me that the gop just doesn't seem to be standing with him anymore Like, they've kind like, he keeps trying in his rhetoric to say, like, oh, the like, we, the Republicans, did so good at the election we won. And, like, he's, like, trying, he's trying to say, like, we're all together. And, like, the other people in the room are like, you better speak for yourself. <laughs> and they're like, we who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like his family is the one out there, right? Like, in the streets saying, fraud, fraud. Right. (laughs) But, like, it's just, it's surprising. Like, some of my friends were talking about on Facebook, like, they went over to Fox News, right? Because I don't know if it's true, but, like, you know, my more left-leaning friends all have this idea that Fox News is just a propaganda machine for the right. Mm -hmm. And... I used to consume lots and lots of Fox News because my father is pretty conservative and he preferred Fox News. He preferred Fox News at a time when I think Fox News 
was more focused on being an alternative voice to the more left-leaning media. Mm -hmm. And they weren't so concerned with being like, mm, like a way for the Republican view to be communicated directly to the people. Like those are, those are differences. So I think it was, it was a different time when I consumed it. But was that like so in my middle friends, school back when you called CNN Communist News Network? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was me. <laughs> I had some very strong views about the the media. And I mean, I'm not like the thing is, I don't really I don't really know how to compare like that period of time to this period of time, because I pretty much stopped watching any kind of news like this. And then ideologically, I have moved more left mm -hmm. than I was. So Things that seemed radical to me from the past seem pretty reasonable to me now, but I'm still, I'm still suspicious of things and I still don't like, mm -hmm. you know, I don't like the way anyone's like biases get like packed in as though they were facts. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I have mostly kind of, uh, you know, more intellectual between semi-academic and relatively like straight academics on my social media and stuff. And they were talking about how they like went over to Fox news and they were trying to like, see, like, we're trying, like everyone is trying to figure out what is the evidence that Trump has that there's fraud. Like we want, you know, we're all concerned about fraud, voter fraud. We, you know, it's bad for America when we have voter fraud, it's not good for anyone. Yeah. Um, but like, it's really hard to find any information on the more left-leaning sources about like what actually is, the basis of the claims, they all just say, well, oh, it's baseless. So my friends are over at Fox News trying to like look at their articles and figure out like, okay, like you guys got some evidence, right? Like this is how Republicans speak to the nation. Like, where's like, show it to me, send, send me a picture. Like, tell me, you know, what's the specific situation? What are the, like, what locations are we talking about? And my friends were like really surprised that they couldn't find anything on Fox News. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, part of me is like, well, in theory, these things are under litigation, right? Because either Trump has filed a lawsuit or he's planning to file a lawsuit. So maybe he's just not, he's not going to give us the evidence because it's like currently in litigation. Mm -hmm. But that sounds like the exact opposite of what Trump would do. <laughs> <laughs> like... If it supports his case, he'll tweet it. Like he doesn't, he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that can resist, you know, sharing things that uh, support his view. And he has shared some stuff on Twitter from like Breitbart, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, he definitely has. So, <laughs> but like, I, I mean, even in those articles and stuff, it, it's, there isn't any, there's nothing you can really sink your teeth into and like try to like wrap your head around like is it possible that there like something bad happened here? It's kind of all hand wavy. Mm -hmm. And that's confusing. I mean it's confusing cuz his claims are so strong. It's not like he's saying like we need to ask these questions, like there's something to be concerned about. He's like saying, you know, everyone in Detroit is a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> So, what a what a time to be alive. <laughs> but, 
Yeah, but I mean, your 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 candidate pre- did pretty good, right? Um, <laughs> Joe Jorgensen, the libertarian. She, I was hoping she'd do better because uh, the last election we got three uh, percent, and she got she got just above one. So I mean, mm. but I think everyone was saying that this this uh, this election was just so like I don't know, like nobody wanted to take a chance like voting for a third party, like because like the libertarian voters we're not expecting to win we just want like five percent because that's the point where like we're considered a major party and that then we get federal funding for the next election so um gotcha yeah i don't know but yeah i mean i thought one percent was pretty good (laughs) yeah Yeah, gary johnson got three last time so i I was hoping it would go up again by that that same (laughs) you know but yeah I mean I got the feeling in the rhetoric that was going around the country there wasn't much space to ask questions about the two-party system (laughs) (laughs) we were very focused (laughs) yeah plus I mean I don't think I think libertarian views are just so like so different from like what everyone else believes that I don't like like people wouldn't not a massive amount of people would just go for it. Like when I, one of the, so I failed art history, right? But one of the things that I do remember (laughs) was that when you take over a civilization, you leave most of it the same. That way it's easier to take over. That's why you see a lot of the same iconography like throughout um, time, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. in in these art pieces. But um, yeah, like libertarians would just like, completely turn the world upside down if they were ever elected so i don't think it's ever happening (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean i i like i like libertarianism like i mean i'm from arizona which is a hotbed of libertarian (laughs) yeah i mean um u of a so i did my undergrad at u of a and like we were really good at political philosophy but like kind of what we had is like a center of like libertarian thought and they would give us money. So all the philosophers <laughs> would do work in libertarian philosophy because that was where the grants were. <laughs> like, nice. If you could just tie your project about metaphysics and wondering about like how many things there are in the world to like a way that could support libertarian views, like <laughs> you got all the money. <laughs> Okay, that's kind of like how I'm trying to figure out what to grow on my farm, but like looking at grants as to like, you know, what I can get funded for to grow on my farm. That's right. I mean, that's, that's how money works, man. You just like, you're like, okay, I'll be whatever I need to be to pay the bills. It's fine. Oh, man. Yeah, speaking of that, I've gotten, I, I, I've gotten an interview, I guess, next week, maybe for a maintenance mechanic job, because I kind of like security now, but also I like whoever's going to pay for Catherine's freaking cavities. That's like $400 worth today. So (laughs) that makes sense. Yeah. Benefits matter. Benefits matter. (laughs) Yeah. I don't have any dental insurance. Me and Catherine are in the same boat. (laughs) I actually, um, so my dental insurance currently isn't even through my current job. It's through like, when I was driving for Postmates, and I don't even know if oh. it's good. 
what i drove for postmates i didn't get dental insurance what is this yeah they should have sent you an email like so they do it through some company called stride and then stride gets it through some company called renaissance that no one's ever heard of so like i had like an eye checkup and i and i scheduled Catherine's dental stuff and like nobody knew what i was talking about whenever they asked who's your insurance through and i was like oh renaissance they're like who uh stride they're like who (laughs) i don't know i don't know man (laughs) oh man yeah i don't know maybe this is a newer thing like i did postmates many moons ago so yeah i'm sure it came from like everyone complaining that they weren't getting like any kind of benefits from like uh the gig economy stuff but yeah yeah. yep i don't know there's a thing you can get through my school like if you pay extra you can like get some kind of dental coverage but it's like a discount program it's not actual like insurance oh okay Um, (laughs) So I basically, I just, I haven't done, I mean, when I was in, when I was in grade school, I had my teeth, um, like my, not, not because of my parents, but because of my grandparents, I had, um, good health insurance for dental and, and healthcare, but I was in band. So I didn't let them take out my wisdom teeth. I stopped going for fillings or, or checkups or anything because my mom was in charge of that and she was a fuck up at everything in life. So. <laughs> unsurprisingly this was also a fuck up so and like my dad was just like if she doesn't want to do it she doesn't have to do it and like now my teeth like kill me on a regular basis but I'm stubborn and cheap and I don't want to go pay like way too much money to get the things done so now I'm waiting until I'm married yeah because (laughs) my partner has good insurance for health stuff and for health care or for teeth and for regular health insurance so um, now it's just, married. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in America, that's like a main reason to get married, honestly. It really is, yeah. Uh, <laughs> didn't work out for me the first time. Don't don't marry a foreigner. That's not the way. Oh, no. <laughs> don't recommend. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're just kind of, we're kind of holding out. Uh, but yeah, I know those medical bills for for teeth stuff is just criminal, like so much. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like you're you're constantly getting a new job. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I don't know. Well, I I realized as soon as like I'm done with this uh this agriculture course, which is in like two weeks, I'm not getting that um that GI bill, you know, money anymore. So. I got to figure out where else <laughs> to get money. <laughs> so, Catherine? yeah. Yes, Catherine. Uh, are you going to work both jobs or? No, no, no. no. It would be like, um, I, I, I would just go be a mechanic again or whatever. <laughs> but I don't think I'm going to you- get it. I just, I, I haven't turned a wrench in so long and I don't particularly enjoy it. <laughs> So, I don't know. I, I, I figured I'd interview anyway because they pay three times more than, you know, being a security guard. So, mm. yeah. So, wait, is your GI Bill going to be finished or is it just that you're not in class? It's because so. I'm not in class. Um, And I'm going to enroll in classes for 
the next semester, I guess, at um at the community college, but that's not going to be till like February. So there's like this gap where I'm trying. You know what? Maybe this is why I can't breathe. <laughs> like... Yeah, you can turn me to that. <laughs> Oh, man. Why don't you try, like... Okay, well, I, I'm probably not going to help, so I should shut up. <laughs> Let me take that back. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I'm it sounds like you're, you're working on it. Yeah. You're working on it. Yeah. That's important. You're not just throwing your hands up and saying, oh, well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, like, a part of me is, is still, like, wanting to make, like, affil- affiliate marketing work out for me, but I just, like... I get like I get weird about like spending money on ads if I'm like not sure. I mean, I guess that's the that's the whole reason you test ads because you're not sure if they're gonna work out and you're supposed to get good and that's how you that's how you make money in marketing. But I'm just like I I don't think I'm in a good place to be experimenting right now. <laughs> no, I mean it strikes me if you were looking for something kind of quick, like doing a little bit more of the freelance stuff. Yeah would I mean that strikes me as more obvious as a place to get some but I mean I have uh what's that thing called that I paid too much money for from ClickFunnels <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't ClickFunnels, Kajabi um like, no no like the, the copywriting thing oh, funnel, scripts. <laughs> funnel scripts I have funnel scripts I can give you my login and then you can just Go f- ha- go get people who want copywriters you can just fill in the blanks for them and then give them the product <laughs> Bam. <laughs> I might try that. I don't know. I, I think, see, that's the other thing is that I don't want to, I don't know. Maybe I'm just p- being picky, but I just feel like weird about like providing services for people when I don't even like, I was going to say when I don't like people. That's not, that's not true. I like people, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, that, that might be worth a shot. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, you're just trying to get by until you can get the farm thing more going, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it would be, it'd be more okay to do a little bit of something that maybe isn't perfect for a while, just to like feel it out. And I mean, if you, if you did that thing that I just suggested, you might get a little bit better at writing copy. That's true. Um, so, but it doesn't require you paying, like you could do it without paying anything. Cause my thing is just sitting there. Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Yeah. Um, here, hold on. (laughs) Okay. But yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, there's different ways to approach the thing. If you're really not going to have any income, you need to figure out something steady right away. Um, just. Well, I mean, I have income from my job, but. Like, I need a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you need to figure yeah. out, like, the minimum bar for that. But, like, when I was, um, you know, I did freelance writing for a while back in the day. I took a year off between um, undergrad. You did mention yeah. that. Yeah. So. What uh, what website did you use for, um, for finding classes? I was using Upwork, I think. Upwork. Which um, it changed me. It was called something else when I started, and then in the middle it switched to Upwork. Um, and okay. now I think it's Upwork. But I mean, they have lots of different things that you can do. I was focused on writing because that's just my—I mean, that's my natural space. 
Um, that that would make sense because I, I was looking at Fiverr, but um, but for like freelance graphic design, and then I was like, oh, what about that good? But like then, but then I saw some stuff that came from Fiverr, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm, I'm at least better than that. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the bar isn't to because you can price yourself, you know, in a way that you're gonna your customer is not going to expect that you be super amazing. They're they're gonna they're gonna need to get it done good enough, and. I mean, I think you already have a lot of skills that could get that good enough bar. And like, you have this huge advantage of you're pretty fluent in English. Like a lot of my competitors when I was on Upwork were people from foreign countries who didn't, they didn't speak either. They didn't speak English very well, or they, they didn't speak American English. Um, mm -hmm. And that could be problematic, certainly in the writing space. But even if you were doing design work or something else, like, that's a clear advantage you have in order to communicate with your client about what they need. Mm -hmm. That's true. So, I mean, I think if you're looking for a sustainable kind of side thing, like working on a platform like Upwork in some space, like maybe rather than thinking about what thing you're good at, you could think about what skill you want to get better at. Um, and then just use it as a, as a structured way to encourage yourself to get better at something you think you'll need to be able to do later on. That makes sense. I might, I might look into that. I know that I was looking at that before. Um, remember when I was unemployed again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was looking at, at, at that stuff, but then I got a job and I was like, I don't need to do this. And then, um, yeah, no, it's a. Uh... I might need to do this. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends on what you want to use this time for in relationship to the goals of your farm stuff, right? I mean, if, yeah. if you're just putting the farm thing on hold and the whole goal is just to survive this period of time, getting like a regular full-time job that pays pretty good seems like a pretty solid plan. If you're trying to use this time to make enough money to get by and you want to continue to invest a decent chunk of your time into farm stuff, then you can think about like, well, what are the, what are the maybe background things? Cause I don't, I don't know if you want to like work on audience building or whatever at this moment with your, um, with the farm thing. <laughs> but like, I mean, you can think kind of strategically about it, but you, I mean, it's important and you have pointed out to me that, you know, it's really important that you meet those kind of basic security needs where you, you have enough to, to pay your bills, to do the basics. Um, mm -hmm. So it's more of a gamble if you're going to try to make some money doing kind of upwork or this kind of thing, because there's hustle in it and it's mm -hmm. a different, it's a different kind of thing to do, but it also might give you more of the kind of skills you need to be more successful later on. And in that case, it might be worth dedicating the time. But if your goal is just to survive so you can get through, then I would just simplify things. And, you know, then the, the farm is basically a hobby while you're doing a full-time other thing. Yeah. Did I mention to you that when, uh, when I was at the, uh, what is it? The the that farm conference last year. It seemed like nobody was really like doing farming farming full time, and it kind of freaked me out because they because <laughs> everyone was kind of like, oh yeah, you kind of have have to have like a side hustle because uh, you like I don't know. It was like it was weird. Like 
there were very few people there who were like full-time farmers so yeah so i mean one thing you could do with the time that you have now is um you know work toward finding some examples of people doing the kind of thing you want but doing it full-time i mean i had that same panic with philosophical counseling like no Uh, one (laughs) there is one woman in new york city who somehow manages to make it a full-time gig and she's the only one (laughs) everyone else adjuncts in the academy basically which is as far as i'm concerned that's just being a slave um to the academy and slavery isn't for me so (laughs) i'm not gonna do that um but I, right, I found I figured out a thing that's in the same neighborhood where there's more examples of people going full time, and now I'm I'm building my own bridge between those two worlds, or at least I'm trying to. Um, so, I mean, I know that like my partner, my partner's brother worked like went to a farm, like a therapeutic farm thing, and like. I don't know exactly how the funding worked there, but I know like one of their major income sources was this, um, I think it's like maple syrup that like as part of the therapy on the, on the farm, like people would go and um, like gather this, this maple syrup and then it would be sold to, you know, friends and families and it was used as a fundraiser and this kind of thing. So it was a very, you know, you were really contributing, which like, I think added to the therapeutic value of the, of the thing. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's more about thinking creatively about what are the parts of the system that are going to carry the the income generation. Fuck, dude. At this point, I feel like I need to go to a therapy farm, not have a therapy farm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't think COVID likes that idea. But <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, I mean, you might be able to reach out though to a therapy farm and, you know, ask if you could do a little bit of free work for them so that you could, you know, get to know it a little bit that maybe you could do remotely. Yeah. But just because other people have it's like haven't figured out how you're gonna make money at it or most people try to do it as a side hustle sometimes the reason the things aren't making money is because people are distracted by a side hustle right right <laughs> so it's not it means maybe your path is less clear but mm-hmm. that strikes me as more you need to find the right people to talk to or you need to look at some alternative examples or you need to think about things that are in the neighborhood of the therapy farm that you could adapt um, to the therapy farm that are like clearer models of how to generate income. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I know for some of your <laughs> social media stuff, like it's a little bit unclear how those things relate to the therapy farm. Uh, mm-hmm. Like you describe your to go ashore page as a meme page. <laughs> Yeah, it's a meme page right now. I just, I, I, it's not. <laughs> I haven't been putting out any like actual content as a as a blog, so I just haven't had the energy to. <laughs> yeah, so that's totally fair. Um, but I mean, you might think about how you can redirect some of that energy toward, um, 
you know, kind of maybe building more of an audience that you can ask like their views about what things might happen at the therapy farm? Maybe, no? <laughs> maybe, but that, like, I mean, to go ashore is like completely separate from the farm. That was like another like thing entirely. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, the thing that like you can't breathe, it might be because you've got a lot of, <laughs> you've got a lot of different irons in the fire. That is true. <laughs> but I thought we already knew this. I mean, that's right. But now it's bothering you again more, right? <laughs> yeah. You're getting to that point again where you don't have like the income, like the, the steady income source. So uh, we're looking for solutions to that problem. <laughs> I don't know you seem pretty committed to the farm like that's the core thing that I've always thought you were doing but you always wander away from it because I'm distracted by what I need right now and what I need right now is money <laughs> right I I agree uh, it would be foolish to ignore the fact that you need money <laughs> <laughs> Always foolish to just ignore. It. Don't don't do the Donald Trump way and just declare victory when <laughs> oh God. you can't show the receipts. <laughs> um, but right, I think like I think you're kind of building a little bit of a false dichotomy where it's like um, on the one hand you either meet those immediate needs, and on the other hand you invest yourself in the farm idea. And like, I, I think that, that that's a false dichotomy, right? It's not true that like, in order to do one, you, you can't do the other. They're not mutually exclusive. No, I know that. Yeah. But there's some creativity that's going to have to happen in order to get the things that could generate money right now to be the kinds of things that can help you with different aspects of the farm, right? Like, so like you could go on Upwork and be a social media um, manager and that might get you some more content ideas some more like you're getting paid so you can dedicate the space to thinking about like what how you know how do blogs relate to social media and just like get yourself kind of back in that game mm -hmm. and then you know like that's a that's a connected to your long-term goals way of satisfying the immediate needs right mm -hmm. um so that could that that could be a way out of the false dichotomy where it's like you have to pick one or the other, which maybe you don't think like intellectually, you don't think that way. But I feel like the way you end up reasoning through decisions, you always end up on this place where it's like, I can't have both. I can't meet my needs and make progress on this thing. It's like one has to be on hold. I think I've been making progress and meeting my needs. It's just like, Hold you were on. saying that, like, you yeah, well, okay. you feel like you are making progress. Yeah, yeah, I, I do feel like I'm making progress. That's why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. Yeah, so I'm not saying, like, right now that you aren't. Like, right now you're not suffering from the false dichotomy, but, like, as you think through what's going to happen once the GI Bill is out of play, oh, yeah. um, which is the, I mean, the same thinking is why you you ended up with the security thing, right? And you had that tension with whether you're going to go to design or like focus your education on design stuff versus farm stuff. Mm -hmm. 
right? Like the design stuff seemed more appealing because it could meet your more immediate needs. Like that's kind of the reasoning I remember from the beginning, uh, or like not the beginning, but like earlier on. Um, Mm, ish not really it was like um that was that was that was the school that I thought I'd wanted to go to for like the past 10 years and then I got there and I was like "Uh, you know the photoshop stuff is really cool I'm gonna take this and run (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah oh yeah yeah no I think that that was that that was the other part of it was I wanted to learn marketing stuff and then while when I was there I was like "Uh, there's like this tiny bit of marketing in this program and there's not a whole lot so yeah I think that was mostly why I left also having online classes with the design school was just terrible yeah yeah that's that's totally fair I mean those things are complicated and COVID's not helping for sure (laughs) yeah no definitely not um but I do think in general the farm seems to be the theme that's strongest in like in, in what you're talking about. Like this, like after talking to you for a while, it seems like what you want to do is pursue the farm. So everything that isn't pursuing the farm should probably be in some way serving that um, without ignoring, (laughs) like we got to put food on the table. We got to pay the doctor bills or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, it's a, it's a delicate balance for sure. And it's hard because any kind of entrepreneurial thing, there's like a bunch of risk involved in it. So, yeah. But, I mean, I, I get that too. I'm, I still haven't made any income on my thing, which is not good. <laughs> oh, yeah. How is that going? Have you, um, have you gotten any new clients? Um, I'm very close to having a paid client. I have worked with some clients, but um, they've been on kind of a uh, like practice sort of basis. Um, yeah. My my Instagram following is still doing pretty good. It's still growing, but you know, followers are not income, so <laughs> right. Not doing. A lot. I have like this big brainwave thing i don't remember if i talked to you about it last week i don't remember when i did it um i was like um bringing together a bunch of information about how to produce content on the kind of scale that one would need to produce content in order to do you know the blogging and podcasting and youtube and kind of like the buffet of things that one is supposed to do in order to make significant strides in growing an audience and an email list um, mm-hmm. and so I listened to like a bunch of different ways to figure out how to do this. And eventually I came to a place where, um, I want to think in terms of seasons and have like each month be one season and the season centered around a central question. And I basically produce one lecture, like a 60 minute lecture that will basically be the YouTube and I break that down into different pieces for my podcast, for my social media, for the blog. Um, and then, so I basically have to just come up with one lecture to produce all of that content for a week. And then I have to come up with one joke because <laughs> my audience <laughs> wants me to do reels on Instagram and those are humorous. So I have to, I have to find some way to come up with a joke each week. But to me, that's a much... So are you... 
sorry. It's just a, it's like what? a much more manageable way to think through, like consistently creating a lot of content. Yeah. So are you, um, are you putting all this, uh, all your lectures up on YouTube for free, or is this going to be like part of your paid course? So this is just, are you doing a paid? This course? is distinct from like my signature course or um, anything paid. So this is just a way to kind of structure the free content. Um, yeah. So okay. it's not so much focused on like a transformation, which is what the courses are more focused on. Um, Instead, it's kind of like reflections on like core questions uh, that are, in, you know, that my audience faces. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a little bit difficult to figure out exactly how it's going to be different than the courses I want to sell. But um, I think that they're not going to be nearly as focused overall um, as a course would be and perhaps a bit less concrete than a course would be. So um, this ignores the course issue and just focuses on, you know, just the mass of content. Because, you, you know, like I just really randomly come up with Instagram content. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're like my blog posts where it's just like completely random things. Yeah, I have like a, that people apparently like, but <laughs> I mean, it's, it's good, though. I'm, it's good that they like it. Um, yeah. But yeah, I have a Trello board that I just like randomly throughout the week while I'm scrolling like related Instagrams or whatever, something will inspire me to think about something and I'll, you know, try to write a little pithy thing. And then that becomes a, a post when I do the design work. But it's, yeah. I mean, the problem is it's not like every week I have that much time to scroll, just like general people's content and you know, it's, it's often happened when it was time for me to do the design work. Like there wasn't any choice. I had to sit down and like try to come up with a bunch of things at once, which usually undermined the quality of the things. Mm -hmm. So I don't, it's, I don't see this as a sustainable model, especially for like producing way more content than what I'm doing right now. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not, I'm not ready to, to take the current way I'm making Instagram function. And I managed not to have my Instagram go dark at all since I started it, um, which is pretty good. It's been up for several months now, but I just don't know how I would keep up with this if I was doing as much work as goes into a blog post or a podcast or certainly not a YouTube. I mean, to me, YouTube is the thing that would, that has the potential to take the most time. Yeah. So, um, there, it was, it's kind of like, this is a structure where it's like, okay, this month we're just focused on this is the main question. And here's one aspect of the question. I only have to come up with four different aspects of the question. And that's my four weeks of content. You know, maybe once in a while you have to do five aspects or whatever, but um, yeah, it just, it, that seems like a lot more plausible because you have something to work off of from yourself the week prior. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to try to implement this pretty soon. I haven't started my YouTube or like I haven't started any of those other channels. I don't even have a blog up on my website right now. Um, but what I don't want to do is start something and then end up being inconsistent or half-assing it in a way that I think doesn't produce enough value for my customers. So if I'm going to do it, I have to do it like consistently, which means I have to have some kind of tool and after listening to a bunch of people tell me how they do it, I decided this was my best shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
that's what's new in content creation. I still haven't figured out what to do about the about the courses I want to make. Um, I still feel like I'm trying to build the email list and grow the audience as the primary thing I'm trying to do at this moment. Because mm-hmm. um, right now I have like 2,400-ish people on my Instagram. Um, but, you know, they're not like... I haven't had any posts go viral or anything like that. Like my, my, my most, my biggest post had like 400 likes or something. So, um, you know, we're not, it was good. It was definitely good. Um, I'm very happy with that growth, but it's, I don't know if that's the kind of scale we need to find people who would pay for things from me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that's why I think if I, if I'm on a bunch, if I have a bunch of other content venues, then, that's a lot more, them a lot more options to find more people. <laughs> so that's, that's my guess, but I don't know. I, I worry a lot about like, is it going to be sustainable to produce content at this level for, you know, cause there are weeks I don't want, I don't want to work and I, you know, or weeks I can't work or, you know, coming up in this semester in February, I'm going to be teaching I have to teach two courses. It's I, I lucked out, so I managed to teach two sections of the same class. And it's a class I have taught before. So it's already, I have PowerPoints for everything. It's already in the can. I just have to adjust it because the semester is shorter than it typically is because of COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, but that should be pretty straightforward. But it's a, it's a big time suck because then there's grading and there's, you know, there's just all this other stuff. So, and I, I also have to like defend my dissertation or something. I don't know. <laughs> We're not paying a lot of attention to that part. I need to, I'm going to try to finish my dissertation over this, this break. We have like a 10 week break. Um, so I'm going to try to finish that. So it's in the can before the term starts, but at the same time, I'm going to try launching this content strategy and see like how miserable my life is doing those two things at once. (laughs) So I don't know. Have you ever thought about like trying to come up with a system for, um, you know, making it easier to do blog posts or making it just like lower energy to come up with stuff? Yeah. I mean, I have like, I've thought of, you know, like, calendars and stuff I just I don't know I'm not really I don't know (laughs) I think in all the craziness that is my life I just don't feel like writing no that's fair yeah um but I mean that might make you know other other media sources better right like like podcasts or um like not, you don't have to write anymore, right? There was a time on the internet that was like the only way if you were going to participate in the internet. <laughs> um, that time has passed now, right? Like blogs are a lot less of a thing than they once were, and podcasts were here, and then they were stupid, and now they're cool again. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I'm 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 focused on making um, making my blog more of an authority site than it is like just a log of my my military civilian transition adventures which is what it originally was but if I can make it like just more specifically like like the 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 post I'm working on right now is like 
uh, what, 10 things I tried to do to make money online when, oh, no, 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 it was like, what is it? Oh, ten, like, it was like 10 side hustles I wish I had started when I was still active duty. So there's, um, there's a, there's like a website slash podcast slash Facebook page, whatever, called uh, Active Duty Passive Income. Um, that I had mentioned, I, I was like, oh, do you guys have an affiliate link for your, um, for your real estate course and they're like oh like yeah contact us and whatever and we'd like to feature your post so i'm working on that nice yeah yeah so what what's different if you're trying to build an authority based site um so when i think of like a blog i think of just like you know stories from my life an authority site is like um here's like, here's exactly what to do for this type of situation. So, um, like, uh, shoot. I mean, well, like, like part of my blog was going to be that anyway, but I guess I'm just going to focus more on that piece. Like, um, like, uh, like a guide to what you should have before, uh, like what you should have done before, um, before you transition out of the military or like, um, um like maybe like a list of um like like uh headhunters or whatever that that work for uh, like that work for companies that recruit um like transitioning military personnel because there's there's a few of those i've had i don't know like some are better than others mm-hmm. like one of them did my resume really pretty and the other one like uh, some other one was like really fucking weird and pushy mm-hmm. so gotcha. <laughs> yeah yeah okay I, I think i'm getting it there's kind of more like how to's and like lists of ideas yeah, yeah. uh you could pursue that kind of stuff yeah rather than um shoot because i think originally mine my thing was gonna be like a mom blog Mm -hmm. which which would be like oh like 10 things to do in san diego this weekend or like um five ways to sneak vegetables into your (laughs) into your child's dinner (laughs) gotcha yeah yeah so i mean I know you're not much for Instagram, like Instagram's not your, your comfort space, but one way I've heard people like no. conceptualize Instagram is to view it as kind of micro blogging, um, mm-hmm. which is like, you do like a little, like the really short version, maybe of the more informal, like these are my experiences kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, I wonder if may, maybe, I know you don't use instagram but maybe it's more on your facebook or whatever if there's a space to kind of like build like you know get people to like start off with your personal kind of experiences that leads into the maybe more authoritative stuff you're talking about on your on your blog or on your yeah is it still a blog yeah i mean that's that's the that's the idea is that that, that's why the the meme page exists (laughs) is um like it's kind of like a front end into my blog. So yeah. I see. So right now because you're not writing, the memes don't lead anywhere. Right. Yeah, but I do have um my last blog post pinned to the to the top of the page, so it's gotten over like over a thousand views by now. Mm-hmm. 
I see. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like you're underselling your thing by saying it's just a meme page. It's not just, like, uh, meme pages tend to just be posting memes. Like, that's it. There's no, <laughs> there's no beginning, okay. middle, or end. It's just, aha, there's an image. It's funny. And then they move on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I feel like you're just expressing yourself through the memes to point towards something else. It's just right now you're not feeling, you're not connecting those dots. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. I'm not connecting to something else. <laughs> it's just a thing. But yeah, like most of um most of the memes that I do pay, like post uh is just like navy memes. That's just like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Like it, it's something where if I had the energy, I could write paragraphs about it. That's 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 most of what like most of the things that I post. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So I wonder, like, what what you could do to kind of promote the energy needed to to start connecting the dots i could do some cocaine i don't know speed why not speed (laughs) you're right i should move to oregon because because oregon I I love how like most people would have been like, you need a morning routine for like drugs. (laughs) (laughs) I like how um, I don't know. I mean, writing is really no, no. Oregon didn't legalize all drugs. You went great to pay a fine. So I'm like, so you mean legal for a fee? (laughs) Um, you cut out a little bit. Interestingly, can you repeat your last story related to drugs? Oh, I was just, <laughs> I was just saying, um, I like how uh people are saying uh people keep saying um Oregon didn't legalize all drugs. It's just, like you would still get fined. And I'm just like, oh, so you mean legal but for a fee. So true, so true. <laughs> Everything's legal if you have enough money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, I was just saying, like, you know, most people would be like, okay, well, you need a better morning routine. You know, that's like the traditional self-help advice. And we're like, straight to the drugs. We can do this. Straight to the drugs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's some, like, advice in, um, I mean, I don't know if you're looking for advice, but I'm going to give it to you in case our audience, the audience, okay? <laughs> oh, so you turned into my sister. Got it. <laughs> Um, I mean, I think like a trap with writing in general, because I mean, I I have to write a lot for my work for for my day job as a philosopher. Uh, (laughs) I like there's a there's a trap where it feels like you can only write when you're inspired. But you only actually end up ever feeling inspired if you write regularly. (laughs) So (laughs) You kind of have to show up and just be miserable for a while and then if you just continue bringing that misery into your life on a regular basis sometimes it will feel good (laughs) (laughs) so this is gonna come out wrong but it's like it's like when we were doing our pomos (laughs) i i'm i wasn't miserable i'm just saying that it was constant and i was writing more back then (laughs) yeah yeah there you go there you go i mean the pomo wing was actually invented by somebody trying to write academic stuff um yeah so 
you know, um, that, that might not be the way for you, but, um, you know, if you, if you wait until the spirit moves you to write, <laughs> the spirit's not going to come. <laughs> it's like, um, fucking, when we were in middle school and I was trying to teach myself guitar and I think I picked up the exact wrong book because the, the book told me that if if you pick up the guitar and you don't even feel like learning that day, you should just put it back down. So I just put it down forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what book did you pick up? Fuck if I know. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. That's that's not the approach. I think if you would like to write things. <laughs> But I mean, there are some good questions here about whether like writing is the right is the right path, right? You don't have to do it. And if it's if if it's that media is a roadblock, then maybe rather than fighting the roadblock, rather than trying to make yourself be somebody you're not, you could find a path that is an easier path for you and lean harder into that. So like maybe it links to a little voice recording or, you know. I hate my voice, which is why I don't do my podcast anymore. <laughs> well, you don't have to listen to it. Like, just, they're going to listen to it. Or, like, get a voice distorter. Like, do your thing as Darth Vader. Like, <laughs> there are ways around this. <laughs> but. <laughs> I just thought it. We do have a, a a guy in the in the Navy memer community that that does that. He he's called uh the, the stupid log. So mm-hmm. he does um he does like a Snapchat filter, you know, like the the, the big mouth one and then and the high pitched voice. Awesome. <laughs> that sounds annoying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, you could you can be creative with it. He found a way around. I don't know if he did that because he didn't like his voice, but he certainly found a way around that problem. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is just sitting down and whatever the thing is, finding a way to do it. Because um, like, I don't like making Instagram content all the time. Like I, it gets taxing. <laughs> I don't love responding to every comment. I, I'm beginning to hate um emojis with a passion i just want to start responding to people in leaks so you know it's not about i think if you're going to be any kind of content creator like it's unrealistic to think that you're going to enjoy creating the content all the time yeah Um, it's going to be miserable sometimes because every job is right like there's stuff about you know you you like doing security but i'm sure there's things about it that suck uh let's not get into that (laughs) (laughs) so i mean it's just choosing which kind of suck you would like in your life some kinds of suck lead you to be able to do things you want to do like have a farm um and some kinds of suck lead you to just feed into the man like i don't know working for the navy or something i don't know Did you say the Navy or the Academy? I said the Navy. <laughs> I think I was just expecting you to say the Academy. I mean, I think the Academy is like a beast. Like, 
it's kind of I mean I feel like in the Navy there's more accountability than there is in the academy like if you just stop doing the things you don't like in the Navy like the ship's electrical system stops working um where yeah then they throw you the brig or something yeah (laughs) we don't have a brig we have academic probation which is basically meaningless until you screw up again and like you have to screw up bad you have to like molest someone or like it has to be really bad before they even notice you (laughs) so uh, i definitely think being in the military prepares you more for like people are going to come for you if you don't do the thing than the academy does Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. How are you feeling? We talked. I talked about your thing a lot. Did, I don't know. How you doing? <laughs> Pretty okay. I mean, I can breathe right now, so I think you know. That's good. <laughs> no, I think you got it. You keep you keep swinging back around and like making good progress. Like sometimes there's there's a couple random things like a pandemic or you know a fucked up election <laughs> they're a little distracting <laughs> just just a little but you keep you keep chugging along it keeps happening that that farm's not going away in your head and that's that's part of what matters <laughs> sounds good should we stop yeah. are we gonna stop i don't know you want to keep going we can keep going <laughs> <laughs> I tried to listen to like Joe Rogan's latest podcast and his shit was like two hours long and I was like, who does Ugh. this? Yeah, like, too long. I don't know if I told you about um I tried to listen to Jocko Willenick's podcast too, which and his episodes are like four hours long and I was like, Who is this self centered that wow. they just keep talking? That's four amazing. Hours. Four hours, shit. Yeah, and I thought, like, oh, maybe I just caught the wrong episode, but it's, like, all of his stuff. Wow, what the <laughs> hell? Yeah, I don't know. When I was thinking about the podcast for my business, I think I want to have, like, 10 to 15-minute episodes because I just... Because they're not. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how to be, like, a one-man show kind of thing and, like, have it go on and on and not end up being painful, you know? Yeah. No, that's good. I, I I like I like short podcasts like that. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We release a new podcast episode every week, and be sure to check us out on social media. Louise is at Empowerment Through Thoughts on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, and you can find Beta at To Go Ashore. Thanks. Mm-hmm.